Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. All right, so hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of Straight Shot. My name is Zachary Bennett, I am your host, and with me, coming in right now, is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I am good. How are you? I am great. I can't wait to start this episode of Straight Shot. Yeah. Uh, she puts her headphones on and is here, gathered, collected, and happy. Do right. this. Hey, I see you're wearing your Label Village shirt. I am wearing a Label Village shirt. Isn't that snazzy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Label Village, for those of you that, that don't know, we're going to kind of plug a client Plug, now. plug, plug. Uh, Label Village is one of our clients that... Um, a brand we built, actually. Yeah, actually, actually, you're right because we started. They had a completely different name, so um, they are a label supply company for mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and uh, businesses that need uh, custom and blank labels. So you should check them out, labelvillage.com. Yes. And uh, and I am also wearing a client. What are we doing today? Uh, Selling out. I am wearing a Rhino Shield. And so for those of you that don't know who Rhino Shield is, Rhino Shield is a uh, ceramic coating for your house. So it's an uh, alternative to paint. Matter of fact, the tagline that we came up for them is... Punch paint in the face? No, that's not what they did did not take. (laughs) But uh, that was a different creative option. Mm. The one that they did take is, it's not paint. We usually um, like to punch something in the face during all of our creative (laughs) sessions. Uh, Actually, I think... um, isn't that around the time that uh, that you were hired here several years ago? Yeah, actually, the Rhino Shield campaign was the campaign that won me my job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had to. That was my. Uh, yeah, that was my interview process for getting my job here at Reformation 107 years ago. Was uh, a group interview actually. Which is not uncomfortable at all. <laughs> and uh, oh, that's how we get the best talent. Yeah. Well, we I had to fight for it for sure. Yep. I had to I had to show my skills. <laughs> and yeah, so that was my first campaign that I uh, that I ever participated on, and it was I was hooked from then on. Yeah. So okay, enough about them. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Harley Davidson. We're back to Harley and the so, da- Harley and the Davidson. It's hard to say once you're used to saying Harley Davidson. Yeah, I, I want to keep saying it correctly. So in case anybody out there is listening, they want to find the movie. Uh, it's on the Discovery Channel, probably Discovery.com, something. Um, you can locate it. It's called Harley and the Davidsons. Yes. Yeah, so it's a mini series. Um, yeah. This is part two of our. Um, our kind of uh, marketing business analyzation of the Harley and the Davidsons movie that was on the Discovery Channel. So in uh, the episode before this, which I believe is our episode number three. So now let's continue talking about Harley Davidson. Mm -hmm. So we are going through the Harley Davidson miniseries that was on the Discovery Channel. And last episode, we talked about showcasing the brand. So we talked about the importance of the brand and how they have uh, developed their brand and then how it was showcased in the series. 
Yes. So in case you did not catch the last podcast, Go back and all, watch it. shame on you. <laughs> but just in case you happen to be watching these out of order, the last podcast we, we were talking about, just like Zachary was saying, there is a mini series on the Discovery Channel called Harley and the Davidsons. So look it up, watch it. It's pretty great. We're going to be talking about it a lot. So if you don't want to be super lost, but we're going to be playing clips throughout the podcast. Right, so be able to keep up. don't panic. Um, but one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast that you'll hear us say over and over again is we talked about the brand foundation and how building upon that foundation, uh, we, we established that the brand was built on this like rough and tumble outlaw sort of anti-establishment behavior that the Harley Davidson boys, the Davidson brothers, not so much Bill Harley, but the Davidson brothers exhibited in their real life. And that seeped into what will end up becoming the emotion around the brand that is Harley Davidson motorcycles. Right. So we talked about the foundation of the brand and and kind of where it was was based on in those brothers. Absolutely right. So uh, today, as we continue talking about it, what I want to talk about is the positioning of Harley Davidson. So how specifically in, rel- in uh, relationship to the movie here, how did Harley Davidson position themselves? against their competition and how was that shown uh, in the movie. Now, one of the things that you'll notice in this series uh, is they often deliver what we call negative marketing. Mm. They also do some uh, positive as well at different times, um, but they do a lot of negative negative marketing. Now, what do I mean by negative marketing? Yeah, I was just going to ask you, can you explain yeah. that? Ne- negative marketing is most often recognized when politicians start their advertising campaigns. <laughs> they are still a big proponent yes. of using negative marketing campaigns to take down their opponent. Mm. So um, the premise is centered around pick me because they're bad. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if you break it down to its simplicity, yep. that's that's what it is. So in this series, Harley Davidson positions Indian motorcycles as the prominent bad guy throughout the whole Series. Which is how you know that this particular miniseries was probably heavily backed by Harley Davidson. <laughs> now, they also showcase the Ford Motor Company as the big corporate bad guy. So there's two bad guys, but the most prominent one would have to be Indian motorcycles in this because series. Because it's their most formidable competition. Right. Yeah. In these next scenes, Harley-Davidson positions themselves as the underdog, mm-hmm. doing just whatever they have to to survive. Yeah, like very scrappy. It's a, it's a chance for them to show that they have integrity and that they are for the little guy, you know, that they're for the, the blue-collar worker, while saying the exact opposite about their competition. Right. So that's kind of, of how we start to see yes. the, the positioning. Done. It's interesting to see how that's actually built. Yeah. Because, yeah. It's, All right. Let's watch. Let's tie in. <laughs> what an engine you have there! How many horses does she have? We estimated it three, sir! Quite a substantial machine, but there's your problem, too! What the hell does that like mean? How heavy is it? About 140 pounds, give or take. I'm sorry you can't participate! I thought this was an open event! Yes, but there's a weight limit! Safety considerations for others! Oh, come on! You're making this up! You don't want us on the track! Uh-huh. You're afraid we'll win! Keep this up, I'll have you ejected from the grounds! You built this as an opportunity for upstarts, when it's really just self-promotion! You're a fraud, Mr. Hendy! Multifaceted! 
Wow. Do you leave on your own or do you need help from my boys? It's okay. Yeah. Guys, Hendy's got a sweet gimmick. He's giving premium stock options. He's paying dealers to sell Indians exclusively. Robbery by fountain pen all over again. Hey, Handy! You may have those clowns in your pocket, but no one can ignore what they saw today. What the whole crowd saw. All they saw was a ruffian. We built a better motorcycle. What good is a better bike if you can't sell it? Ding, 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 ding. Congratulations, gentlemen, on your victory. Come here! No! Come here! You seem to be missing your racer! What? This candy ass looking girl in a red suit? That's enough! Come here! No! I believe that man right there is culturally intense. Nothing to see here! How much, Mr. James? Uh, excuse me? How much more than Harley are you gonna pay me to race for you? Oh. Isn't that why I'm here? Huh. Oh, the evil grin. It's from Shrimp Barnes. It's a horse head in his bed if I ever saw one. My boy Shrimp. I'm only interested in Harley Davidson. I hear that a lot after their Army Quartermaster School program. Boys coming back only want Harleys, just like yourself, Mr. Johnson. Very good, Mr. Johnson. Here's the newest model of Harley. I'll take one of each, new models and old, whatever series you have in hand, and I will pay cash. I'll have a truck wow. to pick them up later tonight. <laughs> Excellent, Mr. Johnson. That's a giant bag of money. I want every part, I want that piece, nut, screw, washer, pin, inventoried and categorized for the research team. And remember, you've all signed a contract. Not a word of this leaves the building. Shady. What do you got? It's fine. You organize this? Got the others to join you? Oh, yes, it is unfortunate what with your record sales and all. You couldn't stomach that we overtook you, so you cooked this up. Cooked up what? You're the ones who failed to protect themselves. It's always been a competition between us, but never backhanded. Never snaky like this. <laughs> We're businessmen, Walter. We're businessmen. Law is the law. 
a patent is a patent, no matter who originally designed whatever. I'm not a lawyer, Walter, but I'm almost certain that simple negligence does not shield a company from breaking the law. We built better machines. We're an honest company. We're gonna fight this. Thought you would. Oh, Walter, lawyers can be very expensive. Have a good trip back. All right, so obviously they are positioning Mr. Hindi, Indian motorcycles, as the bad the guy. The villain. Right, so there's also, there's a lot of things in there that we will talk about. But right now we're talking about positioning. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and specifically, that was, those were examples of showcasing negative marketing. So everything that Harley did in this movie uh, that we just watched, all those clips kind of strung together... Uh, showcase Indian motorcycle in a bad light as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's negative marketing. So uh, positive marketing does the same thing without being negative. So, for example, uh, further in this series, I think probably in the next uh, clip that we're going to watch, um, we see that Harley Davidson positions themselves as being superior to their Japanese competitors by actually claiming to have started them. Right by starting to sell them the schematics for their previous designs, they're saying that they have a superior product so much that their competition bought the plans so that they could then make their own. Mm-hmm. So it's positive in that they're they're saying that they're better without going negative by saying that their competition isn't. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like taking the high road. You say you, you say that that you're good and you showcase how you are better without actually calling the other person out. Now, if you notice again with negative marketing and uh, politicians, they don't do that. They literally that's the bad guy. He's horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm not like him. Vote for me. Yeah. This is actually saying I'm better. It's highlighting your benefits rather than highlighting their shortcomings. Right. So uh, let's look at the next clip and kind of see um, what uh, it says about uh, the Japanese competition. Now, this is something that a lot of people actually don't know about the history of motorcycles in, in general and how the Japanese came to make a, such a, a decent counterpart to the American motorcycle. On the topic of foreign lands, I think the future of this company may well lie outside our borders. We need to look outward, boys, internationally. A Japanese company wants to purchase our designs and manufacturing know-how. Hmm. Buy, not lease. Buy. As in Harley-Davidson motorcycles with someone else's name on it. What's the difference between a Harley-Davidson bike with a Japanese name on it and one that says Ford? You know about the Ford proposal? I do. Hmm. Building motorcycles for Ford is quite different than selling off what we've spent the last 30 years creating. Hmm. Ford allows us to grow with the automobile market. It's long-term stability. Lang, what you're proposing is that we sell the crown jewels. He's just relaying a business opportunity, Arthur. No, we aren't selling any of our intellectual property. Or at least the Japan deal doesn't make us spend money to make money. Doesn't dictate how we operate. Yeah. He's in the shop. He's in locked his desk. I know exactly. 
exactly how you feel. Long study, you're 1905, and me too. Mm. Scoitus. Hmm. So, in essence, what Japan did is legally do what Indian did, which is take their motorcycles and figure out how they're made. Right, but they actually bought the the designs and the rights to make those designs underneath a different brand name in a different country. Now, why would Harley do that? Harley did that because they were in financial. They had oh, financial because problems. they needed to right. fight Indian basically for yeah. the patent. Uh, they were, um, gotcha. and, and as we continue watching the movies, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll kind of talk about some of the the financial up and downs that. Uh, that they went through with their competition. Desperate times call for desperate measures, yeah. boys. So uh, that was a, um, a a quick shot of cash, is what that was. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you have to look at those as a, a business owner and figure out what is going to be the best thing for the longevity of of um, our company. Now, yeah. there are things. Those of you that know a little bit about Harley's uh, history, <coughs> AMF. Um, there are a few missteps wow. that Harley Davidson has made over the years, uh, but. Through course correction, they have been able to right those wrongs and uh, still come out to be one of the, the top brands uh, that they are today. So back to negative and positive uh, marketing. Um, knowing which method is going to work for you and when to incorporate either strategy, mm-hmm. whichever one, uh, largely depends on who your audience is. So knowing your audience is extremely important to communicating your business as well. <laughs> Um, if you know your audience, you are able to determine, okay, based on what we know, this method is going to work better than this method, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in a large propaganda film like this series, uh, it's possible for you to incorporate uh, both methods. However, most of the time, a company only has enough uh, media time or space uh, to implement one method at a time. So usually you'll see, uh, you know, if you have a or nowadays it would be like a social media video. Mm-hmm. That video will either be positive or it'll be negative. It won't be both. But because mm-hmm. this is a big series, they're able to showcase both sides um, in it. Um, now, that brings up another thing that, as an agency, we have a responsibility mm-hmm. to, to do. And that's to help companies learn their customers. And then how to make decisions based on that knowledge and to make those decisions with confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, targeting, customer right. targeting. Because, I mean, you can't hit a bullseye if you're not looking at the right target. Exactly. And that's has a lot to do with um, what we call the, the listen stage, mm-hmm. right? Which is consumer research, which is the homework behind consumer targeting. And that makes all the difference. It really does because you can't, you can't say the right thing to the right people if you don't know who the right people are. And you were bringing up, when you were just now talking about the negative ads, and made me think of politicians uh, in particular, since mm-hmm. I think a lot of us equate negative advertising with politics. I think it's easy to, to draw that parallel. And I think, you it's know... It's so obvious. It's so obvious. And it's really obvious when you see them uh, going around from state to state doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they're a blue candidate in a blue state or they're at their own rally, they are saying probably more negative things. 
because they are around like-minded people. And the other thing that you'll notice, particularly with their TV advertising, um, I don't mean just blue people, by the way. It could be red people too. <laughs> with their the the TV advertising, not not red, blue, or in between, but, but <laughs> purple, green, yellow, yeah, whatever. But politicians in general, if you look at their TV advertising, they'll say these negative things, but then mm-hmm. at the very end, as a caveat, they say paid for by somebody that's not me. Right? <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> Absolutely. So they don't paid take, for by the committee. Not take, my fault. They don't take responsibility for saying it. They put that off on somebody else because for them to directly say it would be negative. Now, every once in a while, you'll see one that says, you know, my name is so-and-so and and I support this message. Um, And my name is Donald J. Trump. It really depends on... (laughs) And I hate everyone equally. It depends on how negative the the (laughs) message was. If it's a positive message, they'll definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, say it. Yeah, they want their name stapled to that for sure. Yeah. So, uh, again, uh, it's all about knowing... Knowing your you audience. Know, knowing your audience and what's going to work. And then how to, you know, th- there's people, if you've ever seen the movie, there's a movie with, um, what is her name? Wildcat. Uh, oh, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> you, Sorry, we do this all the time. I know exactly <laughs> what he's talking about all the time. Um, if you don't know, the Wildcat reference came from Speed. from the movie Speed, which she was in, which is how she was able to find yeah, out. Yeah, I so don't know why the movie I know I'm that. talking about is, I think it's called... Is it called brand or branding? It's called, um, I think it's called just brand. I think it's, yeah, it, it's a movie about um, political marketing. And in it, she is a consultant that um, leads these politicians in how to market themselves. Um, so again, we are marketing geeks and we watched all this stuff. It's what we do in our spare time. So, uh, so it's, how, it's how we keep up on, on what's going on. But if you watch that movie, if you care to watch that movie, if you care to see how negative and positive marketing really works out in the political spectrum, that's another movie. And in, in, in that movie shows us the good ways to do it and the bad ways to yeah. do it. So that's Because you know, if you do negative advertising the wrong way, it can really hurt people, hurt reputations, damage people, or worse. Sure. And in, in that movie, particularly, where we talked about, in remember in lap, last episode where we talked about uh, whatever you build your brand on has to be authentic? Mm-hmm. In that movie, they showcase what happens when it's not Yeah, authentic. because the you have to consistently stand behind your platform, yeah. you know, your brand. And if you can't keep the momentum going because it's so opposite of who you are, that is definitely you know, something to consider. We should probably do a, a, a podcast episode in the future on that movie specifically, uh, because there's so much to highlight from that. And maybe in that we can tie in the whole everybody on the, the hates Trump right now. So maybe we could find, <laughs> we could find some way to tiptoe around that. How do we tiptoe through that minefield, um, I wonder? I, I also <laughs> did, uh, as you know, a lot of our uh, podcasts uh, are, are coming from ideas from blogs that we've already developed. I did a blog uh, series, another series, based on Trump as a brand. Uh, and I started that before he ever won the, the presidency. Uh, and just how he was... You know, building his campaign from a marketing perspective, because that's that's what we talk about. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. I'm just here to talk about how that, he's already that, been voted for. But I will say that right. yeah, Donald Donald J. Trump had a brand before he was president, mm-hmm. and he has a brand now that he is president. Right. And those two things are actually quite different. Yep. I mean, they coincide at some point, but at the end of the day, I mean, he has actually had to <laughs> reinvent his own brand in the middle of his. Life. It's, it's gotten a lot. Um, his campaign. He now has to deliver on what he promised when he was running for office. 
enough about that. Maybe we'll talk about that again in a future. <laughs> in a future episode. I have, I have opinions. Oh, yes, of course. Everybody in the country has opinions about this particular subject. But mine are better than everybody else's. <laughs> oh, okay. So... We're going to take a break uh, and uh, hear from... <laughs> now seems like as good a time as any. <laughs> and hear from our sponsors real quick. Uh, and then we'll come back and we're going to talk about the marketing trends that are showcased uh, in the movie that are actually set by Indian. So a little more about the history of uh, hmm. marketing okay. motorcycles. Get back so, on the motorcycle. Yeah. So uh, let's hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Introducing Napa Auto Care Centers. Napa, a trusted leader in the automobile industry, has joined together with the top auto repair centers in Atlanta to bring you Napa Auto Care Atlanta. Top local certified mechanics backed by the national power of Napa. Call 1-844-NAPA-ATL or visit NapaAutoCareAtlanta.com to find the location nearest you. Napa Auto Care Centers. The parts you trust are now the shops you rely on. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight-line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions. Think in straight lines. Hey y'all, welcome back to Straight Shot Podcast. Uh, I am Jennifer. With me always is my lovely assistant, Zachary. I'm your assistant now. <laughs> Sorry, awesome. a girl can dream. <laughs> and if you're just joining us, uh, hopefully you've been here the whole time. We're talking about Harley and the Davidsons miniseries on uh, Discovery Channel. And we're uh, discussing right now uh, positioning uh, in competition. And I think we were just about ready to dive into some good old-fashioned Indian advertising. So yeah, now we're going to talk about some of the different marketing trends that were set by Indian. One of the things that you, you can do when you go back in these uh, these biopics, these these documentaries, mm -hmm. it's not really a documentary, but it's a, it's a, it's a biopic film. series. Yeah, um, is you can go back into history and you can see things, how things have developed business-wise over time. So some of the things that I kind of want to showcase here are um, how a lot of these uh, trends that we see today came into being. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were started by Indian, as shown in the movie here. Interesting. So, though there's a lot of negative marketing uh, that we talked about before the break, uh, there are also some elements that showcase Indian as being a champion, things that they were a champion of. Because Indian was the leader of the industry when Harley-Davidson was first born, albeit not for long. They were the leader of the industry when Harley-Davidson uh, first started. And as the leader, they pioneered a lot of the marketing and business strategy that HD followed as they were growing. So let's kind of unpack and explore what some of those were. The first one that they, that they developed was racing. Organized motorcycle racing started out by uh, being a promotional tool for Indian Motorcycle. Uh, I believe we, we saw a clip earlier, may have been uh, the last episode, uh, where you kind of see them talking about it and, and Art kind of uncovers, hey, this is a, a, a promotional thing. This is self-promotion for your company. And it, it, it was. Um, it was designed as a way to show that Indian was a superior product to all the up-and-coming 
competitors uh, that existed that were out there. Um, they organized a tour of small town competitions around the country where they invited people to come in and whoever could beat Indian, this is what they promised, whoever could beat, could best, I think is the way that they said it best back then. Best Indian. If you could best my machine, um, then I want to hire you. So then you'll be invited to join the company. So this is also a, a recruitment tool right so it's recruitment marketing on top of uh, being product marketing so uh, this way they get these people that go out there and they build these machines and if their machine beats Indian they then hire them so it's a recruitment tool right and it's also a way it's to a say interview right it's us which we talked about with you at the top of the hour here seriously <laughs> Are you, job interview free labor you know whatever uh, and it's also you were paid for that interview um, and it's also <laughs> uh, it's also uh, product marketing in, in which case it's saying we are so confident in our product that we're betting other people can't beat it so it's kind of of both um, now this ended up as we see in the movie not being true they actually did not um, invite other people to come work with the company as Indians started losing races um, they started to change their mind on a few things, Ooh. which again makes them the evil competitor in, in the movie. Mm, nobody likes um, that. But originally, that was the promise. So either way, racing became a staple in the industry as the best way to showcase a product. Yeah, Harley always uh, prided themselves on being an honest company. So it would make sense that in this documentary style series, that Indian would be poised as untruthful yep so let's dive in a little bit <laughs> let's dive in a little bit and watch some clips from harley and the davidson on the discovery channel and the racing how that was showcased in the film series hmm. that merkel's new bike there she is she's getting her ready for when handy comes to town Hindi Bicycles is coming here? Yes, sir. They are now the biggest makers of motorized bicycles in America. Calling theirs the Indian. But why is he coming here? Draw spectators, sell bikes. America wants to make an impression. When? What the hell is George Hendy doing here in our sleepy town? Some of you know me as a bicycle racer. And I win! World champion in 1886! That's why I made the Indian the best. Don't believe me? There are now 50 motorcycle makers in America. Everyone gets a chance to race against Indian in our expo run next spring. Races in every city! All makers welcome! If you can best my machine, then I want to partner with you. To take Indian motorcycles to the next level. To steal your ideas. Mr. Hendy, it is an honor, sir. Let Charlie see dinner. How we do things in Milwaukee. <laughs> Welcome to the Indian Expo Run. More than a race, it's a wide-open clash of ideas, materialized in steel. Racing. Hmm. 
That has got to be hard on sales. All right, so little teaser into uh, what we'll talk about here soon. But you can kind of see how uh, Indian's idea of racing uh, was a promotional tool for for Indian motorcycles, which, uh, again, I did not mention before, but um, motorcycles were brand new. They were motorized bicycles at the time. In Hindi, right, which is the parent company of Indian motorcycles, was a bicycle manufacturer. And they used, again, since we're talking about marketing, they used, as we saw in the last clip, one of the head bicycle racers, right? He was a celebrity in bicycle racing. And he they, looks like a bicycle racer. <laughs> they used his celebrity to help promote the Indian bicycles. Well, they weren't Indian, Hindi bicycles. So he used his own celebrity to sell bicycles. Because he was a champion. Mm-hmm. but So then you, you start to see kind of celebrity endorsement happening. Yeah. Right? Even though he, he developed it you know, himself. He made Hindi bicycles himself, mm-hmm. which then grew to become Indian motorcycles. Interesting. Yeah, but you definitely, the words right out of his mouth talking about how he was the world champion bicyclist. In 18-something. Some, yeah. You know, and I, don't, I don't know what it is, but why does every evil henchman in the world have to have a fabulous mustache? What is that about? I'm, I don't know if you actually did in real life, but in this little uh, drama series, fabulous. Well, well-groomed man. <laughs> All right. So uh, we won't talk about mustaches. I, mu- I mustache your question. Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> wow. Really? I have a, it's a little dad joke. I have little boys. What can I say? The dad joke. Um, all right, so let's move on to talk about the next tool that um, next tool or marketing trend that Indian uh, developed. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is exclusive dealerships. Again, we oh. saw a clip earlier mm-hmm. where. Um, where uh, Hindi was positioned again as the bad guy for having these exclusive dealerships. However, it is a marketing trend that continued beyond that. So, Indian developed exclusive dealership agreements as a way to proactively shut out their competition. In the very beginning of the industry, uh, there were motorcycle dealers that were kind of like a grocery store, right? You go to a grocery store, you can buy craft, you can buy... um, Velveeta. Any other manufacturers that are out there. So you, the idea is that you go to a, a, a marketplace yeah, and you can, you can buy whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, motorcycles were very much the same thing. You could go in and purchase any brand of motorcycle uh, that you wanted to. Now, brand exclusive dealerships are now commonplace. Now you see them everywhere. But at the time, they were not. Um, We also have hybrid dealerships now. Dealerships that uh, sell more than one brand. But the every brand selling has been left behind. The only places that still do that are uh, used car or motorcycle dealerships. They will sell anything. But most of the rest of them, uh, they either have their own. Ford has their own dealership and that's all they sell. Mm -hmm. Or they're partnered up with one or two other brands. Uh, You can see Suzuki and Triumph. Motorcycles partnered up here locally in Gwinnett County. Indian and Victory. Right. Yes, exactly. Where you see where they're 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 partnered up, they have a business Harley partnership. Harley and oh wait, Harley doesn't play right with anybody else. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, so uh, dealerships are not marketing, you say. Dealerships, dealerships are not marketing. Dealerships are not marketing. Um, every, <laughs> everything is marketing. And marketing is 
everything. everything. So, um, <laughs> for those of you that don't know where that quote Regis came from. Regis McKenna, look it up. Regis McKenna, absolutely. Um, so, uh, we always like do nods back to our previous episodes, I've noticed. <laughs> so, well, you got to keep up, people. Um, keep up or get off the porch. Or stay on the porch. Or, to, I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. Go on. Dogs. Something. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, when it comes to communicating your business to the public in the marketplace, every effort, every process, and every tool is part of marketing. Mm-hmm. That's marketing is everything, and everything is marketing. So in this case, dealerships very much a part of marketing. Absolutely. So let's watch a little clip on how that was shown. DJ, take it away. Or VJ, take it away. (laughs) Indian motorcycles are giving you Indian stock options too? Pardon me? Hendy is giving dealers premium stock to only sell Indian motorcycles. You should get in there, buddy. I'm going to be giving you Indian stocks, shares. That's money in your pocket. Come in, come in. You want to hear about this deal? On that winter stand. Guys! Hendy's got a sweet gimmick. He's giving premium stock options. He's paying dealers to sell Indians exclusively. Two. Two? Only two new dealerships signed up. I can't help you. We're open to varying terms of sale. It ain't you guys. I can't sell Curtis's, our Excelsior's, our Griffin's neither. My contract is solely Indians. our competition absolutely now well the other thing that you'll notice is that that motorcycle dealership was in the storefront you don't see dealerships in storefronts anymore no actually actually that's not true if for harley davidson right they're the only ones that know that that do this they actually if you go to key west mm-hmm. or you can even see it in, in an airport where they'll have a retail store mm-hmm. that uh, they'll have one motorcycle in there and the rest is all merchandise oh yeah they have one of those at a uh, SunTrust park oh do they yeah they have a, a harley a harley uh, apparel gear right you know, uh, merchandise right. So, so i'm sure they have a bike on set bite what what i just said now for the most part however <laughs> there there are not storefront type of dealerships anymore but mm-hmm. um all right so let's continue talking about the tools that were developed and in are still in use today that were showcased as being part of what Indian brought to the table through this movie. The next thing that I want to talk about is co-branding. In this case, industry associations. Now, racing, uh, the the act of racing, which was tool number one that we talked about, uh, led to Indian organizing and leading an industry-wide organization uh, for motorcycle manufacturers. Of course, they were the leadership of the organization. Um, So, now, when you look at the whole idea of industry uh, associations, they're very common. You see them all over the place. Banding together, even with your competition, uh, lets companies to organize and govern larger events than they would be able to do on their own individually. So, for example, 
for you to have, uh, for them to continue racing, for example, and to have uh, Indian-specific racing all around, that would be very difficult on their own because it's a very large event. It would be very costly. But if they have all these different partners that come together, that's co-branding. Where you join together with another company, even if it's the competition, in this case it was the competition, join together with another company for the mutual benefit of the companies Mm -hmm. because they have the same target market yeah so and you're borrowing from their target audience as well even right. if it's your competition right so you're, you're from their customer base mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Uh, co-branding is all about that you know banding together for the benefits of all the different companies that are involved so let's um, watch a clip where they kind of talk about the development of the motorcycle association gentlemen gentlemen you please I'm here today to make an announcement. Due to personal MMA reasons, totally I shall be retiring early oh, from Indian uh, motorcycles. Yeah. The last decision I will be making as chairman is to appoint my successor. He has an engineering degree from Princeton, an economics degree from Wharton, and has personally raced up and down the East Coast. I am sure his new appointment as president will benefit the MMA and the motorcycle industry as a whole. Gentlemen, Mr. Randall James. There's that same mustache. I tell you, it's like they all just, they just go buy it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Uh, Handy. I'm honored by this warm welcome, and while I humbly accept the title of president, I just wanted to say, I'm not a company man. I work in a factory, just like many Americans, and I am not the son of a rich family. I am my own man, just like you. And that, my good sirs, that is what motorcycling is all about. It's about making your own way. Okay, so Zachary, the clip that we just watched, can you explain a little bit about how that is co-branding? Okay, in that clip, you saw the MMA, which is different than the MMA today. Mixed martial arts? Though there might be some violence in both groups. In in the MMA from the movie stood for the uh, Motorcycle Manufacturing Association. Mm -hmm. So there are industry associations just like that today, in which case you have different manufacturers Right. In this case, they're all competitors that come together for the purpose of um, reaching an audience. So in this case, what they did uh, is the MMA became the sponsor of these uh, racing events. So the racing event was the marketing tool that was put together by all of these different companies. That one tool for all the companies, that's what makes, makes it So that instead of it just being sponsored by Indian, now Indian's sharing the burden Correct. financially and uh, well, with resources by pooling all these other people together right. to be on the same ticket, right. same card. So when you're looking at doing co-branding, there's lots of things um, that you may want to, to look for. Um, one of which is, what does this other company, whoever they are, what do they have that you don't have? So the, the first thing that you kind of just side, you know, tips for people, 
Um, when you're looking at co-branding, you want to find somebody to begin with, number one, that has the same target audience that you do, mm-hmm. right? So there's a, a benefit, mutual benefit for both of you. Preferably the same target, but not in the same industry. Yeah. So, for Pediatrics, example, pediatric dentistry, right? Exactly, like where they're not this, they're not competing against each other. Another one is a restaurant and then a soft drink manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They have the same target, but they're not coming at it from the same place. So, the first thing that you want to find is somebody that has the same target as you. Um, the next thing that you want to look at is what do they have that you don't have where you can complement each other. So one of the things, for example, with with this, is you may have a particular manufacturer that's from, say, oh, I don't know, Milwaukee, <laughs> that has a really good relationship with the people of that town. You can capitalize on that as, say, Indian by coming into and in having access to their target market. So that's something that you'll get that you couldn't get on your own. Usually when you're looking at co-branding, it's how can I reach people that I can't reach otherwise? Mm-hmm. Um, and what can I get from that? For example, um, if restaurants are, people co-brand with restaurants all the time because restaurants have a, an audience that comes in, sits down and spends time with them uh, on a regular basis. So it's that captive audience um, that you're trying to, to gain access to. Mm-hmm. Now, you're trying to utilize their audience. They are trying to utilize your audience. And you bring something different to the table. Mm-hmm. So co-branding is very customized depending on whoever it is you're going after and why. Um, a lot of times we will uh, recommend co-branding as a, uh, a marketing strategy um, depending on who the company is. But it always looks different because no two companies are the same. Mm-hmm. So the, the strategy is always very built very specifically to whoever that person was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it sounds like we've learned a lot in this particular episode. Today was a lot about strategy. It was. And um, it, it's also, uh, we talked about the composi- composition. We've talked a lot about competition and positioning. Because the bottom line is competition is out there. Your competition is out there, and it's watching you. And there are several different approaches that you can take to that pressure. You can uh, compete negatively, you can compete positively, um, or you can co-brand, which is basically join forces, um, pool your resources, if you will, if it makes sense financially. And um, I think we've seen from the, the show, the Harley and the Davidsons, how that's been happening for a really long time and mm-hmm. how those people might have even been the pioneers of some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to wrap everything up for this particular podcast, Zachary, do you have the like the, the straight shot? The straight shot. we got to find some sort of entry for, uh, some sort of intro for that. <laughs> straight shot. Straight, 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 straight shot. Um, yeah, so, so if we were to, to kind of give you the, the straight shot, the, the takeaway the from... Sum it up. The nugget. From today's uh, episode, uh, it's that um, you... Well, today's really about, listen, it's really about knowing your audience. So you have to find ways to be proactive and strategic in your marketing approach, whether your approach is going to be that of, uh, you know, negative campaigning or positive campaigning. You have to develop your, your approach and then make the, the necessary strategic tools to then go into uh, the marketplace. Now, we'll dive more into strategies and marketing tools and methods and so forth in the film in, in, you know, in future episodes. But um, the ones we talked about today are just a few examples of how uh, you have to know your audience um, so that you can know what sort of messaging 
will, if you kind of want to talk about messaging, positive or negative messaging, mm-hmm. uh, is going to relate to them. And then once you do that, you have to figure out, okay, how are we going to go after them? What are the marketing tools to take that message to the public. So I guess that's kind of the the wrap up for uh, for day for today are, are those those two things. Yeah, and understanding if if you have any limitations, how you can make those limitations, um, you know, how you can share the burden with other right. companies of co-branding and things like that. So yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Well, make sure you join us again for the next uh, Straight Shot podcast. I'm sure it'll be exciting. It'll be <laughs> yeah. the wrap up to I this don't, one. Actually, I don't know if we're going to do um, the next, uh, which will be the final of the Harley Davidson series. I think we or, might put a pin in that for just a second. I think we might because it's Christmas time. It is Christmas time, and it's there's Christmas so much marketing and advertising city. happening on yes. TV, on social media, outside, on billboards, on buses, mm-hmm. everywhere. You can't ignore. You know, one of the reasons that the straight shot podcast was invented why we came up with that was because marketing is everywhere you walk outside it's it bombards your senses everywhere you go it's it's on everything you see it's on the radio it's on everything you hear it's on the clothes on your back it's everywhere so it is no more prevalent then than it is during christmas time it would we would be remiss to not have Yep. a podcast about Christmas marketing. So I think that's what we may do this next go around is see if we can't uh, talk about seasonal marketing and how yeah. that works. Capitalizing um, on people's emotions yeah. during yeah. the holidays. <laughs> Yay. Grab your tissues, kids. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> um, and we'll see if we can get that to you sometime before the new year. So uh, we will be working on developing that and we will talk to you again soon. But thereafter... We have the closing podcast for the Harley-Davidson series. If you have enjoyed this series, mm-hmm. you can sign up for notifications by texting the word Reformation to... 90210. And um, it'll sign you up for notifications. And if you would like to be a guest on our show, um, particularly since I just told you we're going to be talking about seasonal marketing, if you have any mm-hmm. sort of uh, input that and you would like to be uh, a guest on our show... Go ahead and go to uh, straightshot.net. Find out more about how to do that from there. Uh, you can also support our efforts to bring you this show by our uh, using our Patreon page. All of that and more, straightshot.net. Yeah, and if you don't feel like you want to go to the internet, you can always use the good old-fashioned telephone, yes. which is a 678-825-8086, extension 300. That should uh, get, get you to the Straight Shot podcast as well. That's right. So, again, thank you for joining us. And well, no, we'll thank you. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300. Or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, or directly at straightshot.net. This has been Straight Shot. Straight Shot.